day, and we thank the Lord for that. Uh, I thank the Lord that you guys are here tonight, and I know you're ready to worship the Lord. And uh, so why don't we stand together tonight? We want to pray and uh, just welcome the Lord here tonight. Father, we love you. We thank you for the day that you blessed us with. We thank you, Lord, again for the opportunity to gather in your presence. God, to come in your house and to sing your praise. Uh, Lord, we would ask that you would just be glorified tonight. Receive our worship into your presence. Uh, God, and I pray for every need to be met, God, in everyone's life. Lord, we give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's worship together.
of what may be going on in our world, God, right around us, Father, that we don't hold anything between our praise and your face, God. Help us, God, tonight to see that, Father, that the only way through our situation, God, is through you, God. Over in the presence of the Lord, Sing it one more time and just release everything that's hindering us tonight. It's only you and God in this moment. Oh, let the veil down. Let the veil down. Let the veil down, God. Oh, we're in your presence. We're in your presence, God. Real softly. Sing it with me. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. Sing it one more time. Oh, yes, God. Let the veil down. Let the praise go up, let the veil down, let the praise go up, let the veil down, we're in the presence of the Lord, and I can't get No, I can't walk away. 
Our heart's cry is just to be where he's at. We're never any closer than when we're worshiping, when we're lifting our voices in honor onto him. Come on, will you humble yourself tonight and praise him? Father, you're so precious to us tonight, Lord. You're so mighty. Lord, we, we stand humbly before you to declare your praise. All of heaven declares your glory. The angels encamp and circle about your throne declaring your holiness, your righteousness your glory God we blend our voices with theirs and those of the 24 elders and we declare you're holy and you're worthy and you're righteous and you're precious God we sing a song of salvation that even the angels cannot sing we thank you Lord that you've saved us we praise you God that you heal us we, we glorify you tonight God in your righteous your righteous glory Oh, Lord, I praise you. Oh, you're precious to me, Lord. You're so precious to me, Lord. You're so precious, oh, Lord. You're so precious, oh, God. Praise and glory and worship and honor. Thanksgiving be unto your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be unto your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He's so very righteous tonight, church. I know you're in love with him. Let's give him a hand clap of worship and praise. Amen. Turn and greet someone. Let them know you're glad to see them tonight. glory good to see you guys and girls tonight thank you for being here on this beautiful Wednesday the Lord has blessed us with I appreciate your attendance I appreciate you being in the house of the Lord you know I had somebody tell me a long time ago pastor you shouldn't ought to tell people that you appreciate them being in God's house they just ought to be there well listen it, it's all right to appreciate somebody for doing something whether they're expected to do it or not uh, and here's what I know to be a fact. There were 177 people in this place last Sunday morning, uh, and a, a big majority of them ain't here tonight. And so I appreciate y'all being here tonight, okay? Uh, not to shoot daggers at them, but man, I appreciate you. And so uh, we love and, and appreciate uh, you getting out and being with us tonight. A few announcements to be reminded of as we get started. Uh, coming up on the 30th, uh, our prime timers are going to be doing a cookout. Uh, at noon down under the pavilion and uh, so we invite everybody to come uh, that'll be a great time and and uh, I know we'll be doing hot dogs or hamburgers or something like that and both and so you guys come out and we'll have a great time in the Lord 
The ladies had heart-to-heart last night, and I understand that I need to hit somebody up for a preaching date or something. Miss Carol, they said you knocked it out of the park, girl. Home run and and a roar. And so, (laughs) good job, sister. I appreciate you. Uh, I I was praying my wife would come home saved last night, but maybe next time. You know, she did. Okay, all right, all right. Thank the Lord. Coming up on uh, May the 1st, uh, in our PM service, we're going to be honoring our graduates. Uh, It's my opportunity to speak directly into the hearts of our graduates, and uh, we'll be honoring them uh, back in the uh, fellowship hall after uh, service that night as well. On May the 8th, that's Mother's Day. I know there's been a little bit of confusion about baccalaureate services and Mother's Day services. Normally, Mother's Day and baccalaureate happen on the same day. This year, they're different. Uh, for whatever reason may be, uh, but uh, Mother's Day is actually May the 8th, and so I thought, man, let's shake it up that night a little bit, and so we're going to be doing an outdoor church service down under the pavilion that night. We'll be having uh, worship, we'll be having preaching, uh, it, it'll be a church service, we're just going to do it outside, and uh, so we invite everybody to come. Yes, there's chairs, but if you want to bring your lawn chair, uh, we're going to get chairs out of the youth building and set them up. But if you want to bring a lawn chair, that's fine uh, as well. Uh, you can hear the Word of God in a lawn chair just like you can hear the Word of God in a pew. Uh, and so just come and, and be a part of it. Uh, on the 15th is actually the baccalaureate services. Uh, all of the schools that we are representing this year. We have three high school graduates uh, that cover um, uh, Wilson. No, not Wilson. Dixon and... Uh, Plainview, thank you for your, and Lone Grove, thank you. Yes, you're, you're amazing, thank you. And, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. All of that happens in the evening service of that night, and so we won't be having our, our PM services on the 15th so people can go and be uh, with, with our graduates. Uh, we're we're going to try to cover all of them if we can, if, it, if at all possible, and so uh, we encourage you. Uh, I've had several ask the question, and yes, we will be having two services. Where would Julie go? Yes, we will be having two services this coming Sunday. Uh, We'll be having one at 10.30 and one at 6 (laughs) o'clock. I wanted to see if she passed out as I said that. We had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We had a wonderful service this past weekend. And man, I I appreciate and love you guys so very much. Thank you for, uh, for, for seeing the house of God filled up. Uh, I made mention uh, this last week we had uh, 52 in our early morning service, and then we had 177 in our second service. And uh, so we were right about 230 on the... Yes, amen. But more important than how many people were here, uh, there were two people that got saved in the early morning service, and there were three people that got saved in the 1030 service. So yeah, 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 man, that's what it's about. And so uh, we, we thank the Lord for that. And uh, we'll, we'll watch, you know, and if it gets to where it looks like, hey, we, we might need to do that, uh, the pews are filled up at 1030, uh, then, then we'll consider and have that conversation. But uh, for right now, I think my worship pastor would hang me on a rope somewhere. And so uh, <laughs> uh, she was as exhausted as I was that day, I'm sure. And so um, anyway, it was a wonderful, wonderful day, and, and I, I'm just still kind of floating on cloud nine from the services. Uh, prayer requests, things to be reminded of tonight. Uh, let's continue to uh, lift up Brother Ronnie Burns. Uh, they came by today just for a few minutes, had some stuff to drop off, and I got to see uh, them hug on Miss Mary and love on Brother Ronnie. 
and uh, they were going to the wound care place and uh, they've, they've gotten in with them and uh, just the healing process kind of speeded up a little bit and so uh, continue to pray for Brother Ronnie and this just for a complete recovery. Uh, Brother Curtis, we're lifting him up to the Lord every day. Uh, of course, we're still praying for James. We're, we're lifting up Sister Betty Reynolds. That's Brother Allen's mama, uh, lifting her up to the Lord every day. Brother Allen, just complete healing in her body. Uh, Bud and Betty Welch, we're still holding them up to the Lord. Um, uh, Sister uh, LaDonna went this past week, and of course her mother uh, had surgery. She got to be there with her for a few days, and so uh, we're, we're just praying for a speedy recovery for Betty uh, and just a, a complete overall healing for Bud as well. A lot of different needs and names there on our prayer list. You guys have that. I'm sure I've overlooked somebody. Brother Don, how's Miss Nancy doing? I haven't got to ask you in a day or two. Okay. All right. Well, let's continue to hold up Miss Nancy in our prayers, please. Uh, we want to see her healed and, and just walking strong and healthy and, and uh, everything to, to go well. I know she's been getting some injections, and we're praying for those to, to take effect and work. Amen. What else tonight? Uh, Sister Julie, what's the latest on Garen? How's he doing? Good. Praise the Lord. Good report on Garen. What else? Still, still got some ways to go. Okay. My oldest niece, Sarah, um, she needs to be put on the list for her. She needs some healing. I'm sorry, Julie. She needs healing. She's got some things going on. The niece, Sarah. Surgery. My oldest niece. Okay. Sarah. Good All right. What else tonight? I don't want to. Brother Allen? Brother Gary, uh, I know we, you requested prayer for Mother, but she really didn't want anything said until she kind of knew for sure. Um, she's battling cancer again, um, and they think it was the ovarian cancer. But I told Brother Hubert uh, at our, when our men's breakfast, he, he gave me a prayer direction when he talked about, and if that all it was, was that one part was for me? fine but and we would ask I would ask everybody pray that the Lord would just see to it that the blood supply to all of those cancer cells be cut off oh, completely amen. starve them things to death amen. And that's what we're asking yes. God to do amen. so we appreciate the prayers yes. in that direction and, and just just keep praying that until we see our God do amen. Uh, do his his work amen. absolutely absolutely thank you Lord we're, we're praying for this Betty and and Brother Hubert, it was a good word uh, that you brought. I said I was going to open the pulpit for Carol. I'll open the pulpit for you sometime as well. Uh, you did an outstanding job speaking to our men this past Sunday. And uh, I'm sure grateful, sure grateful for you. Well, anything else tonight? Prayer request? Yes, my sister. Chair. Remember David. You know, Amen. He was on before the judge a couple weeks ago and they didn't have all what they needed and so... Supposed to go tomorrow. Is what I've been told. I haven't talked to him, so okay. he just needs to. God, he needs what God knows what he needs. Yes, yes. Because yes. I sure don't. Yes. Absolutely. Right. The Lord knows. Amen. Miss Linda. Yeah, I've got a praise report. My uh, daughter was coming back from Austin, and the tornadoes were going around, and right. come down right next to her car. And she she didn't get nothing happened to her, but I told her I said I pray for all of the kids every day. Yes. And I know God kept you safe. Wow, yes. praise God. So, oh, 
Hallelujah. What a witness to her, yes. too. Thank That's great. Lord. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Well, we thank the Lord for His hedge of protection. Amen. For sure. Amen. For sure. Anything else? Am I overlooking something, Bob? Um, I have a friend that the Lord's began to work in, and I'm, I'm believing that He's going to finish it. And uh, we just want to pray for healing. Her name's Marla. Amen. And so we just want to pray for complete healing. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Continue to hold my, my sister up in prayer. My friend. Uh, no, my, my sister. My sister. She can be your friend. <laughs> 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 my sister. Yeah. Okay, she's in the hospital. Yeah. So she has. Yeah, I remember that. My sister, yes. I Anything else tonight, guys? I don't want to rush or overlook anyone. This is important time. Yes. Okay. Why don't we stand together tonight and pray? I always encourage you in this, and I, I know I probably sound like a broken record many times, but um, it, it, it bears reminding. Uh, if God's placed somebody on your heart that you'd like to get out of your pew and go lay hands on and pray for, I think that's, that's always just right and in order. That's the right thing to do. And so please always have freedom to do that. But let's pray together tonight as a family. Father, uh, we thank you so much again for the, for the blessing of, of being in your house. We thank you for the opportunity to, to be called sons and daughters of the Most High. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for your hedge of protection. Uh, God, I, I pray over Sister Betty right now in Jesus' name. I pray that the, the blood veins that, that are supplying uh, blood to these cancer cells, God, I pray that they be cut off. I pray, God, that they be shut down. God, I pray that they stop pumping. I pray that the, uh, the, the feeding of those cancer cells are gone. It's over with. And, God, it dries up and it dies right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now over Sarah. Lord, I speak healing to her body. God, I ask from the soles of her feet to the top of her head. God, you minister. God, you heal. God, you lift up. And God, I pray for David. I pray, God, you intervene. Uh, Lord, God, I pray your will be done over his life. Uh, God, whatever that is, God, whatever your desire, God, that's what we seek first and foremost. God, I pray for Brother Ronnie tonight. I'd ask that you touch him, that you'd heal him from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. God, in every part in between. I pray that the wound care effect quickly. Uh, God, I, I pray right now for Brother Curtis. God, I speak uh, just healing over his body. Uh, God, for Bud and for Betty. God, I speak right now complete healing uh, in them and on them. Uh, Lord God, for every spoken request and God, the unspoken request around this room tonight. God, for my sister Marla, God, I lift her up and I ask you to touch her, to heal her. God, to minister in a way that, that's only possible for you to do. And God, we're quick to ask, so Lord, we want to be just as speedy to come back and say thank you. Lord, now we thank you for the healing. We thank you for the wholeness. We thank you for the work that you've already done. God, we just acknowledge that it's a work in progress. And we give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' amazing name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank the Lord. Let's give him a hand clap tonight, please. Thank you, Lord. God bless you all as you're seated tonight. Thank the Lord. I want to get to the Word tonight. And so if you join me uh, in giving Him praise one more time right there where you're seated, please. Father, again, we worship You. God, again, we praise You. God, we thank You just for the opportunity to gather the freedom we have as Americans. God, together on a Wednesday night and to glorify Your name. Thank you for your word that brings enrichment and enlightenment to our hearts and our path. God, I pray tonight that you lead us, guide us, and direct us, and, and that, Lord, you be glorified through everything said and done. God, it's all for you, and God, it's all about you. We give you all the praise, the glory, the thanks, and the honor. In Christ's name, we worship and adore. Amen and amen.
Thank the Lord. Isn't he good tonight? Amen. I thank God tonight. To God we serve is worthy of all the glory. How many would agree with that much so far? I believe he's worthy of all the honor. I believe he's worthy of all the praise. One of the things that, that I have tried to emphasize over and over again as we've uh, gone through this series of messages in regard to worship is the, one of the beliefs that I stand on very firmly, and that is I believe that we were all created for a purpose. I believe we were all created for a purpose, and I believe we were all created for a time such as this. And, and I believe the purpose that we were created for was to worship our God. How many think you were created to worship God? Yes, there's angelic beings that are created to worship the Lord. But friend, you're created to worship the Lord as well. He gives you free will. He gives you a choice on whether you're going to do that or not. But the reality is, that's your purpose in life. That's, that's part of the reason we're created is to honor our God. How many think He's worthy of our honor tonight? Here, here's another thing I believe. The enemy does not like for a child of God to give praise and glory and honor unto their God. He does not like for you to praise the Lord. In, in fact, the enemy would like to place restrictions and limitations on your worship. The enemy would like for you to be tired. He'd like for you to not get a good night's rest. He'd, he'd like for your mind to be preoccupied while worship's going on. He'd, he'd love for things to, to offend you while worship's going on. And, and you look around and be upset instead of focusing on worshiping the Lord. The enemy would like to place restrictions and limitations. He'd like to get your focus and our attention off of worshiping the true and living God and replace it with something else. Ultimately, the, the enemy's plan is to get your focus off of worshiping the king and get your worship onto worshiping him. He wants you to focus on him instead of fo focusing on worshiping God. In, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verse 13, the, the word teaches us that it was the plan of Satan to, to elevate or to raise his throne above the throne of God. Uh, listen, I'm not going to worship the devil. How about you? I, I don't see it happening. I just don't. I, I worked long and hard for him, and I gave that up a long time ago. I used to work for the devil. Now I work for the Lord. How about you? See, an, another one of the things that I see happening in the last days is that the, the enemy is trying to get the hearts and the minds of the church and, and the children of the Most High God uh, off of worship is to, to get us to focus on the, the price of worship and, and get us to think that worship should not have cost anything at all. We, we shouldn't ought to have any skin in the game. We just ought to walk in the door uh, and, and just feel good and just, just get the goosebumps running up and down our arms. And, and we shouldn't ought to have to give anything in return. Listen, I've told you a long time ago, you get out of something what you're willing to put into it. The, the enemy wants you to make you think that, that, that worship should be drummed up, it should be whipped up and dependent upon the music or the worship pastor or the pastor uh, to, to whip us all up into a place of feeling something. Listen, your worship has should have absolutely nothing to do with the songs that are being played or the people that are singing it or, or the people that are on the platform. It ought to be a focus on the King of glory and nothing else. Uh, again, I'll tell you, we get only as much out of something as we're willing to put into it. And that same principle holds true when it comes to worship. Worship is not about us. It's not about how we feel. It's not about whether we get the goosebumps or not. It's not if we run the aisles or if we sing the right song. Worship is not about you, friend. It's about Him. And what that tells me is if my worship is about Him, then my worship ought to be something that's extreme. Come on, my worship should not be mamsy-pamsy just barely getting by. My worship ought to be something that's extreme. Uh, if, if worship's all about Him, then my worship should be something extravagant, not just, not just what I feel like doing at that moment. If worship's all about Him, then, then friend, I've got to tell you, uh, my worship for Him should cost me something. 
My worship for him should come at a high price. It should be something great, valuable uh, that I'm willing to give. My form of worship should be a giveaway of something valuable to me. There ought to be a price for me involved in my worship that's lifted up to him. Listen, I believe worship is a priority no matter what it costs us, no matter what the price is. And that's what I want to focus on tonight in the Word. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to the book of Mark, chapter 14. And I want to talk to you for a little bit tonight about the high price of worship. Poke your neighbor and tell him, what are you willing to pay? Mark chapter 14, we read a story about a little lady who was willing to pay all that she had. Mark 14 and 3, the Bible says, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, he sat down at the table. A woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. And she broke the flask and poured it over his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves. Uh, some who said, why wasn't this fragrant? Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. The only reason they said that was because they wanted the denarii for themselves. But that's a whole other sermon. Verse 6 says, and Jesus said to them, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She's done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come before him to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be told as a memorial to her. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you again for the opportunity to minister it. God, I ask you right now that you would take it uh, and open our hearts and ears, God, that we might be receptive to your word. May it go past our ears, God, and take up residence in our heart and there effect a good work. God, we give you praise tonight for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Let's give him one more hand clap, please, together. I'm a believer that our God's worthy of all the worship. How about you? Uh, baseline, bottom, bottom line, there's no, there's no argument, there's no open room for debate. God is worthy of all of the worship. Amen? Amen? Here in the Word tonight, we see this very familiar story of worship. Yes, it's a story about a woman who was worshiping her Savior. Uh, the worship we read about here was a costly worship. It was an extreme worship. Yes, it was an extravagant worship. What we read about is a high price that was paid for worship. When we begin to talk about something that's costly, the cost of worship, the price of worship, uh, to me that means something is extravagant. What we're talking about is, is something of great value, something that's precious, something that's so special and so important. How many understand that's exactly what our worship for King Jesus ought to be like? It ought to be something of great value. It ought to be something that's precious. It should be something special and something important. It should be a priority in our life. Uh, understand your pastor tonight in this statement I'm about to make before you. Salvation is free, but worship's going to cost you something. Hey, listen, if worship doesn't cost you something, your worship's not worth anything. Write that one down, guys. If your worship doesn't cost you something, it's not worth anything. The high price of worship was seen when David danced with all of his might before the Ark of the Covenant. 
The high price of worship is seen when the angels, the seraphim, and the cherubim fly around the throne room continually crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The high cost of worship is seen when the 24 elders bow down before their throne and they cast their throne, their crowns before Him and declare, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Come on. The high cost of worship is very plain and very easy to see. Costly worship means humility. It means we make Him higher while we make ourselves lower. Costly worship means holding nothing back regardless. Costly worship means giving the very best you have to offer. Costly worship means giving Him all that you have. Listen, I'm not holding it back. I'm not putting it on reserve. I'm not waiting for a better time or a better day. He deserves all I've got right now tonight. I've been asked before, Pastor, why do you preach just as hard as you do on a Wednesday night as you do on a Sunday morning? Well, friend, because God deserves my best on a Wednesday night just like He deserves my best on a Sunday morning. I study just as hard, I pray just as hard, I prepare just as much to come and preach on a Wednesday night as I do on a Sunday morning. And I believe we ought to worship Him just as hard on a Wednesday night as we do on a Sunday morning. The Word of God here tonight, we read about this woman who had an understanding of the price of worship. John chapter 11 verse 2 identifies this woman as the same Mary whose brother Lazarus was sick and then eventually died. John 11 and 2 says this, And it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped His feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now, you guys know the story. We know that the Word teaches us that Lazarus' sickness turned into death eventually and that they wrapped him up and placed him in the tomb. And we know the rest of the story. Uh, Mary's brother Lazarus didn't stay dead, but Jesus showed up and He showed off and He said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came out of that tomb uh, and He was resurrected from the dead. Uh, Even when they said, oh, he's probably stinking by now, He still came out of that tomb alive. And so here's Mary. Her brother's alive. Here's this Mary. Jesus had befriended them. Jesus was a friend of Martha and Mary and Lazarus. He spent time in their home. And now He comes and He's resurrected her brother from the dead. And what's her next response? She goes and finds the most expensive, precious thing that she has. And she bows before Him. She pours it on His head. She washes His feet with her tears in her hair. And she gives a very high price of worship before Him. Mary would have been so overjoyed to have her brother back alive again. She had a great reason to worship. But the truth was Jesus had already done so much in her life. She was willing to worship Him no matter what the cost may have been. Listen, friend, if He saved you, if He's healed you, if He's filled you with the Holy Ghost, if He gave you another day to get up to, if He put air in your lungs, if He put blood in your veins, if He gave you a heartbeat today, friend, you've got a whole bunch of reasons to worship Him tonight. What we discover is that as Mary broke this flask of alabaster, she she poured it over the head of Jesus. She was not only preparing Him for His burial, but she was also giving Him a form of worship. She was giving Him thanks and she was giving Him praise. Her worship did not come cheap, but she was willing to pay such a huge price to worship Him. And the question we've got to ask ourselves tonight is simply this. The question I want to ask myself tonight is this. What's the price I'm willing to pay to worship Him? 
What's the high price of worship for me? Well, before I say, yes, I'm willing to pay it or not, I better know what the cost is to begin with. Before I say it, whether or not I'm willing to pay the price, I must first know what it's going to cost me. So what is the cost of the high price of worship? Well, the very first thing I see is this. It's going to cost you your time. Look with me at verse 3. Verse number 3 says, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. And then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among them and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? Praise the Lord tonight. How many understand worship takes time? Worship takes your time. The Word of God says that this woman, Mary, came and she went to the place where Jesus was at. You know what I wrote in my notes that I think would be a good thing to write in your notes? She gave up doing her stuff to do His stuff. Sometimes you need to give up doing your stuff to do His stuff. Y'all remember the day when church was a priority? You remember the day when, when worshiping the Lord was a priority? You remember the day when softball or soccer or, or, or underwater basket weaving wasn't the priority? But worshiping God and serving God and going to church and, and giving God. Listen, it's time to give up doing our stuff for doing His stuff. Without question, this woman would have been a very busy woman. Without question, she would have had many different things that would have taken up her time. There's no question she would have had huge responsibilities. She would have had to prepare food. I have no doubt she had a family to take care of. She had duties. She had responsibilities. And all of these things would have required her time. But she gave up her time and she gave up doing her things to get to Jesus' feet and worship Him. Come on, church. There's a lesson to learn there. To anoint his head with oil, to wipe his feet with her hair. She was willing to pay the high price of worship with her time. How many understand that time is a very valuable commodity? I believe that's the reason why in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16, it says redeeming the time because the days are evil. How many of you understand when you redeem something, that means it's a value? You're, you're exchanging, you're redeeming something of value in return for something else. You're redeeming, you're turning it in, you're getting it back. Did anybody uh, in the room ever redeem your SNH green stamps? <laughs> Glory to God, I knew I was preaching in the right room tonight. They came at a price, right? You had to go do your grocery shopping to get them SNH green stamps back. And so you went and redeemed them to get something in return. I'm telling you, we need to redeem our time to get something in return, to give our worship unto our God. The reality is this, though. There's only so many hours in a day. The, the truth is we're all busy people. Anybody busy around here? I know some of you are retired. Ricky tells me all the time, Pastor, I'm retired. When Randy Woodley uh, talks to me about his retirement, he says, Pastor, I'm more busy now than I've ever been in my life. I don't know what I did before I retired. Even in retirement, we can find activities, or Sherry can find activities for you to do, Brother Rick, right? <laughs> Plant me some flowers, pour me some concrete, do something, yeah. 
We all have duties. We all have responsibilities. Some people have children. Some people have grandchildren. We've got spouses, husbands, or wives. We have work. We have hobbies. We've got things we have to do, and we've got things we want to do. And all of these things take our time away, right? And if you're anything like my family, it seems like there's never enough hours in the day to do the things that you have to do and the things that you want to do. And in all the activities that take up our time and all the things that we cram into our day, I submit to you the single most important thing, the single one thing that's more important than all the rest of them is giving time to worship to your king. Listen, if you don't take time to worship him every day, friend, you need to pencil some of that into your schedule on a daily basis. One thing that, that I believe our God desires more than anything else is the time that we spend with him. To truly worship Him takes our time. It means we stop doing our other stuff to spend time doing His stuff. We stop focusing on other things long enough to focus on Him. I, I, I know for a fact because I've been there and I've done that and I got the old rotten t-shirt with the holes in it. I've been in a place of worship on a Sunday morning before and be lifting up my praise and, and tears and, and thoughts and, and all of a sudden the thought will hit me about something that I need to take care of on Monday and my mind goes from worshiping my God to focusing on what I need to do on Monday. Listen, there comes a time when we need to shut everything else off, put the blinders of the Holy Ghost on, and focus our time and our attention on our God. I believe it's going to cost us something. And friend, that means giving up some other things. And here's the truth. We give our time away to some really ridiculous things a lot of time. We spend a whole lot of time watching that one-eyed monster that sits in our living room. We spend a whole lot of time looking at the, the computer on Facebook or, or whatever latest media that you may be on. We spend an awful lot of time doing the world stuff, listening to the world's news. We spend an awful lot of time listening to the garbage that comes through the airwaves that we could be spending worshiping our God. I can promise you this, your life would be a lot sweeter if you spent more time worshiping Him and less time doing your stuff so what's the cost of the high price of worship friend it's going to cost us our time another cost of the high price of worship is this it's going to cost you some effort as well look again at verse 3 verse 3 and the word says in being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper as he sat at the table a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard and then she broke the flask and she poured it on his head. Thank God tonight. How many understand your worship takes some effort? Yes. Yeah. It's more than just showing up. It's more than just spending time. It's going to take some effort to go along with the time that you spend. The truth we see in the Word is this. Mary did a whole lot more than just show up and give her time. She put forth some effort as well. She took the alabaster flask that she had and she broke it and she poured it on his head. She made a special effort to worship Jesus. Friend, it took effort to break the flask. It took effort to pour it out. It took effort to wipe his feet with her hair. Listen, it took effort to obtain that costly oil in the first place. Verse 5 tells us that the oil could have been sold for more than 300 denarii. And I know you've heard this preached a hundred times, but it bears repeating. Uh, one denarii in that day was the equivalent of one day's wages. 
And so if she could have sold this little flask of this oil for over 300 denarii, how many understood that little flask of oil represented a year's worth of work? It represented a year's worth of wages. It represented a year's worth of effort. And so when she broke it, she was giving all of her effort in her worship onto the Lord. How many know there's a, a lot of unimportant, insignificant things that get our effort? Maybe I need to say that one again. That step on your toes, I'm sorry, get over it. Uh, there's a lot of unimportant, insignificant things that get more of our effort than what our God does. Way back in the day, in the old school day, uh, when our oldest daughter was in high school, that's about 30 years ago now. No, she's just turning 30, so it wasn't that long ago, was it? When Jamie was in high school, on Friday nights, we'd go to the football games. If she was going to be there, mom and daddy was going to be there to spy on her. I mean, to take care of her, you know what I mean? If she was going to be at the football game, we was going to be at the football game. And back then, uh, I don't even know what how year that was, but it was like 1914 or something. Uh, the, the cool thing back then was for the fans to get big old coffee cans and they'd put a stick through the middle of it and they'd get gravel and they'd put it in the coffee can they'd put the lid back on and then tape it back on. And when their, their team was doing good, they'd take that coffee can and they'd just shake that baby back and forth and boy, the noise that thing would make. Woo! They'd get excited and they'd shake it and they'd get excited and they'd shake it. I remember a lady that Vonda worked with coming to, to work and telling her one day how hard, how bad her wrist was hurting because she shook her can so hard that, that it hurt her wrist, you know, from, from being at that football game. That was Friday night, and that was the next Monday. And, oh, man, I just about broke my wrist from shaking that can so hard. And, I, you know, the thought hit me then. I remember it so vividly. If people gave half the effort in worshiping God that they do making noise at a stupid football game... We'll yell at a, a television set. We'll jump up and down. We'll get indignant in our house when OU loses to Texas. <laughs> Tommy went this way and Randy went that way. <laughs> I got an OU to Texas sitting right next door to one another. <laughs> when we get loud, we get happy if our football team wins, right? If they score a, a touchdown or they do something good, man, we're going to put forth some effort and we'll do a little dance and we'll get happy. And Who cares? You know, really in the grand scheme of eternity, all of that matters absolutely nothing. But how much effort we put forth in worshiping our God, friend, that's what really matters the most. The fact is tonight that our Savior and our King is worthy of all of our effort. He's worthy of doing more than just showing up and putting in our time. He is worthy of our effort as well. Uh, Psalms chapter 47 verse 1 says this, Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. How I many know oh, shouting takes a little effort? Uh, clapping your hands takes a little effort. Now, it, it might be unpracticed for some of you tonight, and it may be undignified, but, but it, would it be all right if we gave the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout of praise? Can we do that right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, a little bit of effort goes a long way 
towards giving God praise. It didn't take a whole lot of effort to clap your hands. It didn't take a whole lot of effort to shout. It didn't take a whole lot of effort to open your mouth and, and tell God how much you love Him. Listen, it takes less effort to smile than it takes to frown. Some people are working awful hard at being grumpy when it'd be a lot easier for them to be happy. Come on, we can smile, we can be glad, we can be filled with worship unto God, and it only takes a little bit of effort to do it. It takes effort to bring our, our worship and our praise unto God. It takes a little effort to bring our whole tithe into the storehouse. It takes only a little bit of effort to, to clap our hands and to shout. It only takes a little bit of effort. But friend, I promise you, He's worth all of the effort that you have built up inside of you. What's the cost of the high price of worship, friend? It's going to cost us a little bit of time. It's going to cost us a little bit of effort. Oh, and it's possible it might even cost us a little bit of popularity. Look at verses 4 and 5. I don't care if I'm popular or not. Verse 4 says, But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why, wasn't this, fra why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. I like verse 6. The Bible says, And Jesus said, Hey, leave her alone. Leave her alone. The word says that there were, there were some people that were there. Probably, I'm sure, uh, other depictions, other gospels depicted as the, some of the disciples of Christ who were mouthing off and saying, uh, hey, why didn't we sell this oil uh, and take the money and give it to the poor uh, instead of just wasting it here in this moment uh, and this high cost of worship? Uh, it was just too much for her to do that. Uh, it, it said that uh, it's just too extravagant. They were saying that it's just too much. They were saying, listen, the price is just too high. So they attacked her with their words. They jumped on her like a dog on a bone. And it created, in essence, broken relationships between her and those other disciples. They didn't like her because of her worship. And it cost her her popularity among some of them. But she didn't care. She didn't care what they said. She didn't care what they thought. The only one that she cared about what they thought about her was the one on whom she had poured the oil. The only one that she was there to worship, the only one she cared about being popular with was the one that she went there to worship. Listen, I don't care if you like my form of worship or not because I'm not worshiping you and I'm not worshiping for you. I'm worshiping Him. Yes, it cost me my time. Yes, it cost me my, my effort. And yes, it may cost me some popularity. But I'd much rather be popular in heaven uh, than be popular on earth any day of the week. There's a similar story in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 20, when David danced with all of his might before the presence of the Lord. It was his wife, Michael, the daughter of Saul, who attacked him, who basically told him what a loser he was for his act of costly worship before the Lord. The Bible says he worshiped the Lord with all his might. He danced before the Lord with everything that he had. And it cost him his popularity even with his own wife. And David's response to her in verse 22 was this, Woman, you ain't seen nothing yet. And we, he actually said, I shall become even more undignified than this. In the Oki Bible it says, woman, I shall become even more. No, wait a minute. Woman, you ain't seen nothing yet. Even though it cost him being popular. Listen, David, 
David may have danced with all of his might before the Lord and his wife may have looked down on him with disrespect. But the Bible depicts David as being a man after God's own heart. I would much rather captivate the heart of God than the heart of any man or any woman alive. It's going to cause some broken relationships when when we worship the Lord with all that we have. I want you to understand, you will not win very many popularity contests with people when you become a radical worshiper of God. You will not win very many popularity contests when you're willing to pay the high cost of worship. Uh, It's going to cause, it could cause some broken relationships. And the truth is, there's always going to be somebody who will say, Oh, you've taken your worship too far. Oh, you've taken your worship and just done too much. They'll attack you because of it. Oh, you might be too loud. You might be too radical. And there's always going to be somebody who wants to look down their long nose of righteous indignation and tell you all that you're doing wrong. Can I tell you that when we stand before the judgment seat, they're not going to be the ones sitting on it. It's only going to be our God. And it will be worth every minute of the ridicule and the shame that you may go through. In fact, Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verse 22, Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and they revile you and cast you out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Listen, if I'm doing it for the cause of Christ, they can talk my name up and down the block all they want to because the Lord says I'm going to be blessed when people hate me or when they cast me out or they exclude me or they revile me or they don't want to be around me. Listen, they're not missing out on a thing and I ain't either. It might cost us popularity and people may hate you. But understand, you're blessed because of it. What's the cost of the high price of worship, friends? Sometimes it can cost us our popularity. When we begin to talk about something that's costly, something that's extravagant, what we're actually talking about is something that's of great value, something that's precious, something that's special and important. When we talk about worshiping our God, I believe it should be something of great value. It should be something that's precious. It should be something special and important. And listen, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. If your worship doesn't cost you anything, it's not worth anything. It's going to cost us our time. We need to be together to worship our God. We need to give up our stuff for His stuff. It's going to cost us some effort. It takes more than just showing up, but it requires some involvement. It requires some action. It requires getting off our self-righteous indignation and, and worshiping our God. I'll never tell you how to worship. I don't believe we have a worship class. It's not for me to say, hold your hands like this. No, hold your hands like this. No, hold your hands like this. Carry the TV, carry the baby, carry the... I'm not Tim Hawkins, leave me alone. I I don't know. Wash the windows, yes. (laughs) Woman, get behind me. (laughs) It's not your pastor's responsibility to tell you how to worship, but it is your pastor's responsibility to tell you worship requires some involvement. It requires some effort. You know, my illustration is always this. That when the wind blows in the woods, there's a beautiful patch of woods right over here across from the church, brother on Brother Randy's property. 
there's big trees and there's little trees and there's, there's pecan trees and there's acorn trees and there's walnut trees. There's all kinds of trees that are over on that piece of property, big, small, and in between. And when the wind blows, you know what happens? Every one of those trees move. When the Lord is in this room, every tree that's in this room ought to move. Whether you're small or big or whether you're... You know what happens to a big tree that gets to the place it doesn't want to move? It gets uprooted and toppled over. Stop right there, preacher. Move on. Cost our time, cost our effort. Sometimes it even costs our popularity. Not everybody's going to like you for being a radical worshiper. Not everybody's going to like you for, for paying the price that it costs to worship the Lord. What do you mean you can't go out tonight? What do you mean you, you can't let your kids play baseball? What do you mean you're not going to be involved with this? Well, friend, it's church day and I'm going to go worship my God. You're not going to win any popularity contest with people, but you will win one with God. There's a high price to pay. I asked you before as we started, are you willing to pay the price? Well, uh, now that we know what it's going to cost, I ask the question again. And only you can answer that for yourself. I can't answer it for you. I want to pray with you tonight. Father, we love you. I thank you and I praise you. Thank you for every set of ears and every heart, every life in this room tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the, for the ability that you've given us to worship you. God, may we hold nothing back. May we not put it on reserve and wait for a better day. But God, may we live our best life right now and may we offer our best worship right now. God, may, may our lives be just flowing with worship continually. And God, may it not matter whatever the price may be, may we be willing to pay it. God, no matter our time, the effort, or the popularity, God, may we pay the high price of worship to give you everything that you deserve. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, with heads bowed, eyes closed, just a real quick second. I want to ask you tonight uh, about your relationship to the Lord. I, I'm always going to do this. I want you to understand. You can invite people. You can invite friends. You can invite lost loved ones. And they'll have an opportunity to come to know Jesus as Savior. That's the reason why I do this every service. People can't get saved if the preacher doesn't give them a chance. And so I'm going to ask tonight in this room, if you're here and you need Jesus to become your Savior, would you lift your hand? I just want to pray with you. Anywhere, anyone around this room, Pastor Gary, that's me. I need Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Lord. Congregation, would you all stand with me tonight, please? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Amen. Here in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come. There will be some ladies together around you and pray with you, okay? Uh, and lead you in that, that precious relationship with the Lord. I know, I know Sister Vonda will be the first one to grab you, but I want to, I want to speak to everyone else that's here tonight. If, if you're willing to pay that cost, if you're willing to pay that price, and, and give of your time, give of your effort, regardless of the, the, the consequences of popularity. I, I know you think, well, Pastor, I, I'm an old person. Who do I care about being popular with? Listen, it doesn't matter how young or how old we are. There's still peer pressure and popularity that goes on no matter what our age is. And so I encourage you, press through that and find you a place tonight, either here at the front or there where you're at, and let's spend time and let's give some effort and let's worship our God. God bless you as you, as you pray.